Bro, you open the door, and I'm just going to put my foot in there, man. Uh, you brought up Mammoths. Did you check out that J.J. Reddick shit? No. What the fuck, Berto? I fell asleep. Oh, you were going to, but you fell asleep? Well, yeah, I almost, like, I almost fell asleep, and this whole thing didn't happen. I was, like, super, super tired. <laughs> I'm actually, like, half asleep right now, but... Really? You got to yeah. sleep? You got to work tomorrow? What's that? Do you have to work tomorrow? No, thank God. I had to do what's called flagging today, and it's so shitty. But I don't want to get sidetracked on that because I could talk forever. So, um, <laughs> so all right, give me a little, uh, a little bit of what's going on. There. All right, all right. Don't overwhelm me. Well, that's it. What I was at work today, and I looked up at ESPN um, around eleven before the people were coming in, and. I saw the big headline saying J.J. Reddick um, believes that dinosaurs may not have existed. And normally, when somebody looks up at that uh, and reads it, they'd have been like, what? Like, how random and weird. But (coughs) part of... uh, Part of the whole, the whole, I guess what you would call the, the flat earth theory, part of the whole lie is not just about the shape of the earth. There's big things involved too, like around the time period that, that uh, uh, um, the, the dinosaurs started being discovered and these bones, and, you know, it's not that long ago. Dinosaur bones haven't been, um, or dinosaurs in general, outside of like sea snakes and stuff like that, being in like ancient writing and stuff, the the dinosaur movement and the whole uh, prehistoric age, like coming into uh, general studies, wasn't until I think it was like the 1800s, 1700s. But um, if you if you look into uh, as far as museums, including the uh, what is it, national. Uh, uh, what is it? The Museum of Natural History, which is that. I mean, if if you come to America, or pretty much anywhere, and you want to look, you want to go say, "Hey, I want to go see some skeletons of some dinosaurs." <laughs> you would go to the Museum of Natural History. Well, even in the Museum of Natural History, every single bone on display and every single bone that makes up these these uh, skeletons that are behind red ropes and you can't touch them are all, and they're written there, they're all plastered, and they're all replicas. And the reasoning for that, they say, is because these dinosaur bones that were tough enough to fucking last that long, talking millions of years, um, they're too fragile to be um, in the public, even though they could go behind glass. So allegedly they have, this is is according to (coughs) these, uh, all of these museums and all of the all all of the archaeology um, or anth- whatever the fuck it's called, um, these uh, people who 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 have discovered these bones, which some of them have literally been debunked, but there's not one bone out there that anybody can see. They're all locked away. Okay, all of them are locked away, and why? Why would they do that? Like everybody wants to ask, and this is just the theory. But I, I just thought it was interesting because we've been talking about that. Um, and the the reasoning why is because if you don't have the dinosaurs, then you do, and you don't have the great cataclysm that happened millions of years ago, 
of a giant rock flying through infinite space and smacking our spinning ball earth if you don't have that happening with the dinosaurs there's no other proof of anything as far as uh meteorites like even meteorites there's there's meteorites that have been debunked and then the rest of them they're made up of stuff that that's here you know what i mean well all right go ahead keep on no go ahead I just thought that was interesting. They're made up of stuff that's here because in the round earth theory... Because they brought it. Well, in the round earth theory, the earth at one time was just like a spinning fucking glob of molten bullshit. And being struck by so many asteroids (laughs) put all the stuff here that, like, is organic um, to create, you know, all the life in a um in a round of theory as you would have it yeah um and so that like if you're saying that well the asteroid is just full of all the stuff that's here well yeah the asteroid made here well so, yeah but that's the, like okay so you, know, you being such an intelligent man but you are and i really do think you are does that make any fucking sense to me, it makes a lot of sense. And then back to, you were like, well, why don't they put the real dinosaur bones out there? Because they're insanely rare, and people are weird and stupid. And yes, having them in glass in like a contained environment where they can control like the humidity or whatnot, I'm sure definitely preserves them immensely better than putting them out in the open. It's not that they're too fragile, they're too rare. Like, like you know what I mean? You wouldn't... Are they that rare, though? Are they that rare? Okay, so if dinosaurs, if dinosaurs roamed the earth, they were that big, and they've recovered that many, which most of them have been built literally on a tiny bone. Yeah, no, they're just reconstructing it out of like um, theory. They make up of what they think the dinosaurs looked like. Right. There's, there isn't very many like actual skeletons of dinosaurs, especially the really, really big ones. And, yeah, and except for the woolly mammoth, the woolly mammoth has completely been found. They haven't found any, you're saying? No, they have. Oh. The woolly mammoth is one that, like, they've they've come across, like, whole skeletons, and, and those are legit. But, uh, I was listening to, to pod, the podcast we were talking, and uh, you had mentioned something which is on the, along the same lines of uh of what i'm about to talk about but uh you had been you were talking about aliens and you're like you said something you were saying something going off some rant about like well if it is fucking flat and you can't dig through the bottom then it's for sure aliens and we're in this fishbowl and you used you used the word fishbowl which i thought was awesome and i don't know why i didn't get the setup because i was i could have fucking i could have fucking shaquille o'neal that shit all right because in the 1940s, there is, and this is uh, one of the, this is a big argument for people who um, who have who who believe the Earth is is flat, because in the 40s there was a decorated admiral, which you can look up. His name's Admiral Richard Byrd, Richard A. Byrd with a Y, B Y R D, um, and he. He was the most decorated uh, admiral uh, of the United States military. 
And uh, everybody knows, or most people know, definitely know if they've looked into it, that the that not only the, uh, many people, big powers, they've all made these weird treks to Antarctica, um, but like the Nazis included, and it's all really well documented. And they, like, if you get real deep in the theories, there's like bases there, and the Antarctic Treaty keeps everybody from from doing much there. But um, in the 40s, there were two missions that Admiral Richard Byrd did, uh, or or trekked on and led the, the United States Navy. One of them was called Operation High Jump, and one of them was called Operation Fishbowl. All right? Now, and like I said, you can look this shit up, and it's it's very well documented. The guy jumped from the edge of space down to... Uh... No, that, I think that's long jump. But Operation High Jump was because Antarctica, when you come up to Antarctica, which is very interesting because there's not another continent like it, but when you come up to Antarctica, they have 100-foot walls. They have ice of walls. Ice, right? What's that? Of ice, right? Yeah, 100-foot walls of ice, right? And some of them are higher, some of them are lower, but they're all, they're, they're all something that uh, back then you had to... <coughs> you didn't want to go flying planes over the shit. So the best way to do it was to obviously boat out with the Navy, trek the wall. So that was Operation High Jump where they scaled the wall and explored. Now, after Operation High Jump, which is very interesting, Admiral Byrd comes back and he's on a show. I can't remember what it is, but you can look it up because it's super popular. Um, and it, it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, TV's fairly early. It's black and white. And the three, three panel guests from some decorated college are interviewing people of, of substance. And at this time, they are interviewing Admiral Richard Byrd. And they're asking about his exploration. And uh, he, he had just uh, gone to Operation High Jump. They, they tracked the wall. They, they went and explored Antarctica. They come back. Now, he states... Because they're like, well, how's the North Pole? How's the South Pole? You've been to both, this and that. And he's like, he's, he, he kind of brushes off the North Pole. He doesn't talk about it much. But he says, past, he's all in the South Pole now. He's all past the South Pole. You'll, there's a piece of land as big as the United States that has never been touched by man at, that he knows of. And, th- and not only that, but that just in the little bit of exploring they've done and, and testing, that they've, they've found enough energy sources as far as coal, fossil fuels, uranium, like all this shit to power the world for as long as we could think, right? Okay. Well, oh, I'll let you go. But, so after that, he gets sent out again with the United States military this time. I mean, it's still the Navy, but it's not an exploration team. They go out loaded with nukes, and this is Operation Fishbowl. And they go, and it's and if you look up Operation Fishbowl, it's, it's, it's high elevation nuclear testing that they do in Antarctica, okay? And that, after they do that, which they have, they have photographs of that as well, and this is the eerie part, okay? They're launching these nukes, which in the 40s, Think about it. In the 40s, how expensive were fucking nukes? They were very new. Like, it wasn't something you just, 
you just started launching and they're launching them high elevation shooting them in the air in antarctica and there's photographs of not only the rockets going in the air but the explosion and impact that happens in the air but the weird part is they shoot a smoke or the mushroom cloud the and the rings they shoot downward They shoot yeah. downward. And shortly after Operation Fishbowl is when all these nations who can't agree on shit sign what we call and know as the Antarctic Treaty, which has never been brought up again, which states oh. that, that uh, Antarctica cannot be used for, uh, it cannot be um, claimed, it's sovereign, and it, it can't be used for, for uh, exploration. It's pretty much, it's pretty, you can fly over Antarctica, you can fly in like and skim it they have they have tours and you can you can go touch the fake south pole <coughs> but you can only go so far into antarctica because of the antarctic treaty all right oh sorry i almost died right now so there's a uh, a couple things that i want to talk about you can't wait that like Tons of information that you just threw at me. Okay. Even though I told you I didn't want a bunch of information. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, so. Not. The first thing, because I'll just be able to get it off my chest faster, um, is you say that they're, they're um, higher beings or, I mean, I, I guess my first question is, is like, in your eyes, is the flat earth theory like a people thing like um did the first people figure it out and they're like oh let's hide this one from everybody um so that like the ballers to the baller can just be here and we won't tell anybody about it is that like it or is it like a magical place or uh, it's a it's a magical place are you talking about where we are no no, no antarctica oh no i think i think antarctica is is when you talk it, okay so in my mind i think there's some shady shit in antarctica and i think it could involve uh like aliens and and if we're talking about uh multi-race so, so, uh, all right so like just to like answer my little question i had you believe that it's like a, a human thing like humans figured it out they're hiding it like, i uh, think they found something that they like a god or a Spirit or like a, no, you know something like that. No, not in the South Pole. I feel like they found the the edge. All right, and then so my second thing, uh, I guess then it, it does tie into your theory because you're saying that like they saw all the fossil fuels super necessary and would create a lot of power and whatnot. It would create and, and so in my head I was thinking, ah, uh, well that's not necessarily has anything to do with anything because fossil fuels are already like for me like a super big conspiracy like the world could exist with very little fossil fuels. yeah but that, but that that that's minor what they found like i said they found enough coal enough uranium well, they found uranium, well, uranium like, that's a different thing they found a bunch of shit in high in high numbers like a plethora of energy Alright, so I mean, so I just wanted to ask those questions just so I could uh, understand more where it's coming from. Uh, and then my second thing is I like to um, watch X Files. Yeah. I'm very, very versed in X Files. Yeah. And there's an episode 
Yeah, what do they find? And so they're like at this place out there in the middle of nowhere. They can't contact anybody because nothing, you know, nothing can get out there. Right. Yeah, I mean, not even like radio contact, which is everything's extremely difficult and hard to live and exist. Right. But, um, so, I mean, it's X-Files, obviously they find aliens. And it's not really aliens per se, it's like an alien parasite. And they, because they find it drilling. And they drill to a certain level on the ice or whatever. And then inevitably, they, like, you know, alien parasite makes everybody kill each other except for Scully and Mulder. Um, and then, like, in the midst of everything going crazy, like, it, everything, like, destroys itself. The alien shit gets buried back in the ice. And then nobody wants to go back out there because it's too dangerous and too expensive. And nobody believes Scully and Mulder about the aliens. But I just thought it was interesting because um, X-Files seems like a like a silly show but like a lot of their conspiracy stuff that like that's in there is based off of I wouldn't say fact but it's based off of like people's conspiracies you exactly know I mean? and like there's their, the way they do it is super accurate to the way people that are deep into like hardcore conspiracies not like normal ones you know what I mean yeah but they're super accurate to the way they believe them to be they just add in like um, X Files people, you know, being the villains and stuff. Right. Government. It's always the government and the CIA. Dude, well, I honestly, I like we were talking about uh, Peter Pan and Wizard of Oz. Like, I don't think it just stands for that. I on, I think that there's when it comes to creativity, there's a mixture of all kinds of things. Like, I think there's a mixture of like blindly. Um, telling the truth and telling a story that's more like parables and metaphoric as far as those fairy tales and I think there's also like a mixture of shit getting um, like they'd call it mocking the masses like kind of throwing shit out as like hey check this out this is fake it's in the movies but they're they tell you uh, they're telling you shit that's completely true and, and if you only knew it was true you'd be like what the fuck and I think there's a mixture of uh, a final part of people who are putting stuff out, like like the X Files and um, stuff like that, or like uh, oh, have you seen the show True Detective? Woo! True. Like, well, I haven't. Been, I I only seen the one that has uh, what's just the name? first one. They're just the first season. Yeah, Woody Harrelson and and uh, and uh, your boy. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah that's my dog. Yeah, what I was saying is like that's another one of those two where it feels like the people who are putting these out, producing them, are literally like sending out that Morse code. You know what I mean? Well, I think there's definitely something to that, like uh, what you were saying about sometimes passive aggressively putting out like these hidden messages oh yeah and I mean, it might be true because i mean hollywood people get close to the elite people as anybody you know right and so maybe sometimes they um like passive aggressively want to like get the message out of what's going on um and crazy metaphors and shit you know yeah because they have to or else they wouldn't be uh getting the job yeah, and then you secretly, like, behind the scenes, 
tell people that like, hey man, there's actually like these secret messages in here. Um, and then when people would talk to you about it in real life, you'd be like, oh no, that's just conspiracy people. But secretly you're like, oh yeah, no, that's Yeah, you, you, you went out in the middle of the night and you uh, took that little message in a bottle and threw it out in the water real quick, looked around, nobody saw. And somebody asked you about it, you're like, no, that's stupid. Why would I do that? <laughs> Makes you know, no sense. funny um, is, um, it's, it's off topic a little bit, but, um, so there's this thing where um, this, like, girl that worked around, I think it was in Hollywood, I'm going to say, or something, but she had this, like, secret little, like, chain email thing that she sent out to other women, like a list of, like, you know, these are people, like, don't go around them. You know what I mean? They're creepy and like, you know, just, just avoid them. And like people would come on and tell incidents of what they did. And then somehow like that little private group thing, somebody got a hold of it and like put it out to the world and it got like, like crazy out of hand. And like the girls come out like, oh no, like this isn't what I wanted. Cause like, you know, this isn't the way we want to do things because people could just falsely accuse people. And they're like, I didn't want these people to get in trouble. And this was just a thing, you know, for us to protect ourselves, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's like what, like we were talking about a little bit, she had like a passive aggressive network where she wasn't attacking the, the predators, but she was just trying to help the people, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Without, without getting caught, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a fucking, it's a nutty world do we live in, huh? Especially when it comes to like, like the, um, like the real evil shit. Like when you, like, if you dive in, like, uh, political hits and, and, and people dying around politicians and, you know what I mean? Or like the music industry, all the quote unquote suicides and shit. Stuff like that. It, it, when it comes to any, anything that's big time, I guess I'd, I would say. Like anything media-wise, be it entertainment, be it news, be it power, be it banks, be it money. There's so much blood, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm not saying that. I guess I'm just answering your question. But um, if there's like a lot at stake, you know, people... If there's just a lot of money. A, a pretty big majority of people are willing to do some pretty crazy things if they think, if they can justify it in their head, it's like better than it for themselves and, you know, the people around them. For paper. Yeah, or just power in general, you know? Yeah, dude. So, um, what, um, what do you think is like your favorite, like, movie speech? Oh, that's that's fucking easy, bro. Oh, easy, nice. That's fucking easy. I don't really know the answer. Oh my god. Well, I guess I won't say easy because there's a lot, but I I know right away it's definitely number one. There's a battle between like two and ten, but this one's always will be number one, and it's um, um, the the Great Emperor, the movie's The Great Emperor, and it's um, Charlie Chaplin's speech. Or no, sorry, The Great Dictator. I don't know why I said Emperor. Charlie Chaplin's speech on the great emperor, bro, and you need, like, that as a person, and I'm not just talking to you, bro, I'm talking to anybody who's listening. Look it up. Charlie Chaplin, the great dictator. That is the, I think, and I don't, I think, like, 
I would if let's say it was a dogfight of speeches, I'd put that speech up with anybody's. It's the most amazing speech I ever heard. Hold up for just one second. Yeah, um, dude. Charlie, what's it called? Charlie Chaplin, um, the Great Dictator. Or you can just type in either or, and it'll probably pop up. Or just Charlie Chaplin's speech, but it's it's the Great Dictator. Uh, it is. Yeah, I'll I'll fill the air, bro. You look, but it is seriously. It is the. It is the cry. It's the true patriotic speech. We think of patriotic speeches today from fucking George Bush and from from these fucking neo-Nazis and it's all just shit propaganda and death and, and lies but Charlie Chaplin's the great dictator and what's funny is it kind of is a portrayal of Adolf Hitler as far as how they portray um, Charlie Chaplin obviously and he, had the, he always had the mustache so why not Alright, I'm, I'm gonna try something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Can you hear this? No. Oh. Okay, it's not working like I thought it would. Oh. You know what you should do? Hold on, let me get my normal phone back on. There you go. Yeah, I right. I might. I, I looked it up and I was playing it and I was seeing it for whatever reason the audio would go through, but it didn't. Oh, dude. Because if it did, I thought about it and there's like a like immediately I wanted to go with sports speeches because I got all kind of like Rudy shit and like oh, oh yeah, God, you know what I mean? Fucking Shawshank Redemption. But uh, I never saw there's it. a movie called The Network that I've tried to propaganda the people for years, and I'm pretty sure nobody ever has put me up on it and watched I'm it. I'm sure you have. It sounds familiar, and I can tell you that I didn't. Yeah. But and I might there, know. There's three speeches in the movie, and I'm, I'm kind of torn between two of them, and you'd have to listen to them, but it's for, like, different reasons, like that. The, um, the, like, one of them, like, the message is just, like, super relevant to today, and the movie was made in 1972, I think, and, like, he comes out to this speech, and I think I told you this whole thing before, and it, it like, he's like, this guy died today, blah, 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 he was, well, why is it important, because now this corporation took over, and he doesn't own the company anymore, and, like, why should you care, and he's like, well, you should care because 62 million of you people are, you know, watching me right now. And they bunch a bunch of stats like only 63% of people read newspapers and only 25% of people own books. And, you know what I mean? And then he talks about how, like, uh, like everything you know is from raised, you know, everything you've ever learned is from the tube. Like, you eat what the tube tells you to eat. You know, you wear the clothes they tell you to eat. You go to the school they tell you to go to. And... You know, it's just like a, it's just a mind-blowing speech that yeah, people dude. were saying everything that's wrong with the world, yeah. like 50 years ago. Yeah, and dude. changed at all. Woo! Doesn't that excite you? Man, because when you were saying that, that's kind of like this Charlie Chaplin speech, but it's, um... It's more he because in the in the speech, he's just been uh, told he's the, the new dictator, right? And everybody's cheering him. It definitely looks like it's, uh, you know, Germany. And uh, everything but the swastika. It's weird. 
but he comes up and he talks real quiet like Charlie Chaplin does. And I can probably quote it, but I'll give you the run of it. He's like, he comes up real quietly and he's like, I don't want to be your dictator. I don't want to rule anyone. People weren't meant to be ruled. And he starts talking. Uh, he starts talking about uh, basically that that everybody's heads up their ass. And then he turns to the soldiers and he's like, "Soldiers, don't don't sell yourself for brutes. Uh, men who lie, machine men with machine minds." And he's like, "You are who dress you, diet you, treat you like cattle." He's like, "You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of God in you. You." Uh, 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 in your heart and he's like he says something like in the chapter of St. Lucas says the, the he- kingdom of heaven is within all men not just one man and he's like dude he goes on this tirade dude where it's like fucking it, it'll it, you'll be stuck to it and when the, at the end when the people cheer you'll fucking throw a cheer too man it's crazy and you know how I, what's funny I, I'm just gonna dive into I'm gonna extend this a little bit because this is a cool story I didn't, this is an old ass movie. It's fucking Charlie Chaplin, right? I didn't grow up watching the movie. The way I found that speech was so trippy where I, I just, I know I'm in this fucking magical world we're in right now. And uh, me and uh, Meg, my wife, <laughs> we, uh, Meg got me tickets to Authority Zero, right? So we go, I haven't seen them in years, dude. Shout out to Authority Zero out of Mesa. Uh, I'm actually going to go see him at the beer fest. But anyways, uh, so we go, I, we were at the rock dude and they have this intro, you know, the, the band just, the other band just leaves and everybody's getting a beer. All of a sudden the lights go out in the rock and this intro is this speech. And I have no idea what it is. It just sounds like, uh, it sounds like propaganda, but I start hearing it and it's the Charlie Chaplin speech, but I didn't know that. And I couldn't, I had no way to look it up because I was, I had, it was the one time I heard it. I was a little drunk. Well, the next day, I'm all hungover, and we decided we were going to go to Bisbee and have lunch, me and Meg. And we're at the, we're at the Bisbee Brewing Company. Shout out to them as well, because the beer's fucking amazing. But we're there, and there's a guy who saw that I was wearing a shirt that I bought at the concert, right? And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, were you, in, were you at the, the concert last night? And I was like, hell yeah. And he's uh, and he 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 like knows Authority Zero personally, like all of them and stuff. He's like, yeah, I was down there with Jason Devore and all them. He's like, we they come down all the time, and I love it every time I'm down because I used to live there and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm I'm stoked, and I'm also tripping on that speech because during that time I heard the speech, I was like in the middle of of this weird search, so I wasn't even like more liberated. I was very like like oh, what's happening, and. Uh, so I, I, I just stop him. I'm like, I know this sounds weird, dude, but um, that speech they played before the concert, do you know what that was? And he's like, I don't, man, but wasn't that dope? And I was like, yeah. He's like, let me see if I can find out. And I honestly thought he was full of shit. I thought he'd be like, oh, you know. He comes back five minutes later. He's like, Charlie Chaplin's the great dictator. And I was like, what? It was like this. It was like a fucking, that's a real unicorn, Berto. Like, that was like, I was like, what? Because that speech, like, changed my life. Hearing it that night, I was drunk, and I sobered up. Like, I got this weird, like, rush of my soul, my, as you call it, my silly spirit, or my soul, just had a, it fucking, like, ejaculated. It was like, and I I downloaded it immediately. You can even get it on Spotify if you, if you use that shit. I didn't know it was that. It's this a super pop. Yeah, it's part of a movie. Yeah, the movie's called The Great Dictator, and so is the speech. And I've never seen the movie. But that speech is 
beyond. It's beyond, and it fires you up. It's better than any fucking coach, like, pumping up players. It, it pumps you up as, like, a person where you're like, oh, revolution. You're like, let's go to war. That's, um, that's kind of what I felt like about the speech from, them, from, uh, from the network that I told you about. But maybe in, not in the same kind of way, in, like, a disappointing, overwhelmed kind of way, because oh, yeah. like there's there's a rebuttal to this like the it's like um it starts to seem like the guy's making progress here. everybody loves his show it's a big hit and uh <laughs> so the guy the guy now that leads the um the head of whatever like the fucking the hedge fund or whatever the fuck you know the investors or whatever yeah it's played by uh that guy who gets raped and delivered I've never seen it. Oh my goodness, huh? What was that? Um, <laughs> it should be, dude. I think he's Angelina Jolie's dad or something. Oh! Uh, something Beatty or Bailey. He's Angelina Jolie's dad? Yeah, he's a... He's a yeah, I know exactly what you're talking he plays, about. He plays, he plays Rudy's dad and Rudy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so that guy, he's like the CEO guy. And he comes in and he gives this like, that's why you need to just watch it because the way he gives the speech is just so fucking dramatic and overwhelming. And, and like when they come in the room, it's like this big board meeting room with like this crazy oak table that has like individual lamps where everybody's supposed to sit to have their meetings. And it's like a king's table, it's like 40 long. You know what I mean? And, and like for effect to show him like what's going on, he has him sit all the way down at one end he's sitting back all the way at the other and like the guy comes in and sits down and then he just starts fucking yelling at him and he's like you have messed with the primal forces of nature yeah and he and he starts telling him he's like you think that you cause like he did all this and he got a little bit of backlash and like people didn't vote for some oil trade deal or something you know what I mean and like it was a big victory for them and it seemed like they're, you know they're making a difference he's like you think you like you see, you think you did something today, you know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, that, um, he's like, you stopped out the oil deal or whatever, in more well-spoken terms, it's freezing outside, I can't breathe. And, uh, and he's like, you think that, huh? You cold, bro? Yeah, I'm a little bit cold, let's take my breath away. But he's like, you think that, like, all you did was stop some oil deal today, and he's like, he's like, you didn't, you know what I mean? He's like, um, like that money was supposed to be here in our country and now it's not here in our country and now that money has to come from somewhere like somebody's going to lose now you know what I mean he's like this is like an ebb and flow like a give and take and he's like you fucked it up right now and he's like he's like you're a small little little old man who thinks in terms of people and ideals and ideologies and it's like you know, we don't live in a world with that. And then he's like, lists off like all the forms of currency. Jeez. And, and he's like, you know, we only have one thing in this world that rules everything, that decides everything we do, you know, every second of every day of your life. And you know, and he's like, it's money. You know, the whole thing doesn't work without money. <laughs> Dude, I'm and gonna... So, 
Yeah. Well, but here is like a little punchline. It's taking a long time. It's like, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> and uh, so he uh, he's like, there is no countries. You know what I mean? Because he's telling him you thinking like people and like you know and like you know everything being right for everybody. And he's like, there isn't that. There isn't even countries. And he said, all there is is corporations. Oh and like the, he lists off, he lists off like the ten most biggest corporations in the world at the time. And the hilarious thing is, there's like eight of them still exist under like the exact same name. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, you think that there's like you know these nations? And he said, there isn't. He said, all there is is AT and T, IBM, and GE and GMC, like all these things, and it's just like, holy shit. It's crazy, and, like, man. And it's just, and like I said, it's just, it was one of those things, it's like, fuck man, if people have been complaining about this for that long, and nobody cares, like, when, you know, <laughs> when is it ever gonna change? Yeah, when is, when is uh, the revolution happening? Well, you know what? I think the revolution is happening, Berto, and I think it's exactly what we're doing right now. I think they fucked up. I think they fucked up by allowing so many people to be able to interact and to share. And I think um, who knows how long that will be. Well, that's what I was just getting ready to say. Like, mm-hmm. that, that world's already been infiltrated by smart people that have us arguing at each other through mm-hmm. robots. And little robots going out and implanting ideas in our brain by like just straight up profiling people and you know yep. literally putting like fake comments and shit yeah this has people turning on each other and stuff yeah hey i'm gonna try something right now all right let me tell me if you hear this right. i think i got the charlie chaplin speech right here if you write anything yeah. on your computer, you Here need to get dude, Grammarly. I write pretty much all it's day, gonna blow your mind. and Grammarly makes I'm sorry. I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. So, and, uh, want to help other news while you're looking at it's, it, it's, it's going right now. We don't want to hate and Oh, you can't hear it, huh? In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Okay, we well, fuck. I fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I thought everybody would be able to hear it. Okay. What I wanted, what I wanted to do, I, I, I was going to call you on, uh, on one of the kids' phones. Yeah. So I could play audio for you through my phone, but it didn't work out like that. So oh, that dude. Good. That would have been awesome. Yeah, no, I had a whole thing going. I was going to load up uh, a couple of things that I wanted to just uh, put out there. And I don't even know what they were anymore. One of those things that I was going to look up is that stuff you were talking about, uh, JJ Redding. So, but just to get sidetracked for a minute, like, uh, I always hear him saying this on this uh, stupid show I listen to. And, um, like, what? is something that you think is overrated. Like, and it doesn't have to be important, and it can, doesn't have to be current, um, but it can be, or it can be. Repeat that question. What is something that is overrated? 
Okay. It doesn't have to be something serious, um, but it can be, you know, or, you know, it could be something current or not current, you know. Something that is overrated. Um, all right, you're going to put me in a weird spot, okay? Like for you, I think I might suggest you probably think um, around this theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an obvious one, but I was you know, I don't, I don't think it's overrated. I, I, I honestly, when I think of the round earth, like I get offend, offended, like it bothers me. I never show it when I'm talking to people because I know that approach won't work. But in my mind, even when I like, if you think about it, think of all the times you see that globe. That every time, no matter whether it's from NASA or on fucking Universal Studios, it's all CGI. It ain't, it ain't. It's they they say that it's the satellite sending it down in strips. You know what I'm saying? So like, with that shit, that's a given. But I was gonna say like, what's overrated? I think, I think the most overrated thing is um, man. That's a hard thing to say. I would I would say most. It's just something that comes to mind when you're like, man, people give it too much credit, or people give this person too much credit. Or. Oh, okay. Well, I guess overrated. I would say, um, I would say Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom, go I would go. I would go Tom Brady because, because, because it, it's yeah, he is great and he's a perfect fit for that. But that organization has shown, at least during the Belichick era, that they can win. Well, see, that's um, you know not to ever defend the Patriots or Tom Brady in any kind of way. Um, we've never seen Belichick without Brady or Brady without Belichick. Right. So, you know. But we have seen even, Belichick you know, without Brady as far as when Brady's gone down. And he got yeah, Matt, he got Matt Castle a fat contract. Yeah, but did they ever win the Super Bowl in that scenario? No, but they played okay. That was one year, bro. Yeah. Alright, so you're going Brady. You're going well, that's Brady. because you put me on the spot and I wasn't ready to think like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That, well, that's kind of the point of the question. Right. Is like, I don't think it should be some like super deep thought unless it's something that really e- eats at you and it just comes to mind. But what what is something that like is underrated for you? Oh, dude, that's fucking easy. And you might have even mentioned this before, but it's meditation, no, no doubt. It's, oh, yeah, it's you know what? No, no doubt, dude. It's uh it is easily the most underrated thing because and I don't mean like it's like people know that it's good. No matter who you talk about, they know that it's good, but nobody does it. And then when you ask yeah. them why they don't do it, they tell you, I don't know. I just don't find the time. I don't have time. I, I, my mind works too fast. Uh, they have a million excuses, but it's something that everybody can agree on. Cannot be negative. Can only benefit. Can change you. And yet, nobody can come up with a reason why they don't do it. They just don't do it. You know, I um, feel like if people do come up with a lot of reasons, they be more of excuses. But I feel like you know, the same thing can be said about getting healthy whether it be exercise or eating better or both well, part of you that know, that's kind everybody of one says one. you can't do it but you just have to do it you know yeah. maybe it takes longer because you have to go to a different store 
and maybe it costs a little bit more, but that, to me, that's overrated. The idea that it costs a lot more to eat healthy, it doesn't. It just definitely takes more effort it's to work. buy yeah. fresh stuff and buy it over and over. And cook time. it and, and know what you're buying and actually you know do some research on your diet i've I've been doing that too man i like i was i didn't want to interject but i think that's part of it you can't be like it it, the whole changing of the mind goes with changing the body you can't be a fucking well that's what i'm saying though it's like it it like you're finding a way to get it done but it's it's one of those things that's way easier said than done you know especially like somebody that has their body to like a point where it's it's running pretty good and they only eat well they exercise well and you know what i mean like their their heart works good and they got a lot of energy and they sleep well they look at normal people and they're like ah man well like what's your excuse now why don't you just do it like just you know have a fucking cucumber like uh read this article about watermelons or you know what i mean like, <laughs> like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's, but it's just hard to, to do. Yeah, working, out, working like, out is hard. It to takes do. a lot of discipline. It does, but meditation shouldn't. It does. It does also take a lot of dedication because it's it's frustrating at first. And I tell anybody if they if they ask me like or or I we talk about it that you're not gonna want to do it when you first do it actually for a little bit you're gonna be so discouraged and you're gonna be like this is you're gonna come up with those same excuses i i don't have the time my my mind works too fast it's you don't know i got too many things going on you don't know it's like yeah i do i live on this earth too i live on this earth too i know that's that's part of the yin to the yang of this world we live in is it is chaotic that's what that's the whole cat and mouse well, it may be a lot harder for some people than others, though, just like, you know, getting healthy could be a lot easier for some people than other people, because it, you know, they are working from a different platform. You know, we we are, for sure, but I don't know, man, I kind of disagree with that. I, I know we are working with a different platform, but you're talking about, let's say, life for dummies. Where, where you, the only goal is to stop thinking. You know yeah. what I mean? To stop. It's the anti-effort. It's the letting go. It's the, it's the this is what you got to do. Well, Nothing. Yeah, the, the anti-effort, though, that's like, you're <laughs> I know, I'm just the, fucking, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the definitely. The idea of doing nothing is like literally the most difficult thing. It, exactly. Like, physically possible for a human to do. Yeah. To completely shut out, like, you know what I mean? Because we're ingrained with just, like, stress freaking hammered through a freaking skull, you know? Like, it, 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 I feel like you can, you can, like, start to get through, like, layers of them, but it just takes, it takes a long time to get to the point where you realize you're making progress. Oh. And it's hard, it's hard for people to get there. You know? Yeah. Because you're not, like you say, you're not going to do it the first time. You're just like, you're not going to get in shape the first time. You're not going to get stronger the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, the first time is going to be the shittiest, kind of. That's why, that's why I pushed that app, dude, that, uh, um, uh, what is it? The Uh, My Headspace. Headspace, yes. 
God, thank you. I, I'm a little baked right now. <laughs> uh, but Headspace, I push that because we were, it, it comes through the avenue we all use too much, the phone. And, and it, it sets the reminders of the day. And they're literally 10 minutes at a time. 10 minutes at a time. And it's like, motherfucker, if you can't do 10 minutes, this ain't, an hour, this ain't a workout where you got to do an hour. You got 10 minutes. Even if no, the no, first... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's like, that's exactly like working out. Like that's a fuel we need to start with like three fucking seven minutes a day. And what? Make sure you can do that. Like it's, it's the same fucking kind of thing, man. Like, really? It, it you gotta start off that low? It just takes, well, if you only have that much time, obviously you're going to have to do something fairly intense. Like, um, you know, be really efficient with your time. Um, and you know what's something that's really good if you're interested? Hmm. Like, once once you um, once you get your, like, heart racing, yeah. then choose to do, like, your push-ups and your pull-ups or, like, your kind of strengthening stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, you get so much more results because, like, your body's already... Gospel, dude. You're, you're, you're like testosterone is going and shit. It's like your, like your natural things that make you get stronger in nature, like start kicking in. You know what I mean? And it won't. It doesn't happen when you just like go to the gym and like lift weights. Like yeah, I feel like when you, because like I used to like to go and run and do push-ups like every certain amount of distance. You know, like maybe every three fourths of a mile or every ten or some minutes or something Jesus and when you do like when you do that it's just crazy you can like literally feel your muscles growing but that's also part of like the uh, like the meditation high thing that happens too though you know what I mean where you start getting in tune with what's going on dude not only that it's really weird not only that but I don't know if I told you this but I don't know if it's that or like these because um, I make myself some shakes with like a bunch of flax seed and sesame seed and uh, and chia seed and I even use like hemp hearts and I'll, I'll do like a little coffee just black in there and, and then uh, like a banana or something and it'll become this tar dude it's fucking awesome because the seeds get something about those seeds they turn into like a gel and uh, I'll drink those and like I meditate a lot to where I almost feel like my, I get like a comfortable headache from, almost feels like I can feel the, the pathways opening up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if your brain starts firing in a way that it's not used to, like almost growing pains, but they're comfortable. They're just right at the edge of being where they bother you, but you can definitely feel it, almost like you're um, top heavy. Fucking cool. It's fucking cool, dude. I'm telling you, bro. I'm not a pastor, man, and I'm not an evangelist, but I, I'm telling you, Merle, this is the truth. It's the fucking truth, man. It's exactly what everybody from Jesus to every story you've ever heard is talking about. You, you are a nihilist, though. I am a nihilist. In a way, it actually kind of turns you into a nihilist. <laughs> it, it must be exhausting. <laughs> 
It looks exhausting. That was big. Oh, oh great. I wonder, I wonder if any of the like, four people that will possibly hear this. Dude, 14 we'll subscribers. Bro. What's that? 14 subscribers. We're kind of big time. Well, 14? Who, who let it on? I have no idea. I can't. I don't know if I'm just uh, computer illiterate or app illiterate or whatever, but I can't. Um, I can't see who they are. Uh, probably for a good reason, I think. I think it's wonderful. I don't want to know. Well, yeah, no, but the the company that's putting all that stuff out there for free makes some of their money off of advertising, but I'm guarantee what they make almost all of their money on. So one of these like backdoor secret society type of situations is data compiling. And the last thing I want to do is give out free data to people that want to know about their uh, their potential customers or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, if you were a real podcast, like trying to make money also, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that this isn't a, you know, not that this doesn't, like, exist in fairyland, but, you know what I'm saying? That's interesting, like man. Like a for money podcast. Yeah. I, well, I told, my, I told myself um, that I was going to, because everybody, when they set up these podcasts, they set up Patreon accounts. It's basically like, uh, almost GoFundMe just like a donation thing it's called patreons and they'll like shout out their donors i told myself at the beginning i was going to do it after 500 listeners or i mean uh listens but i don't think i'm going to do that i think i'm going to wait till a thousand oh man i would say not to even do it until you got like in the hundreds of subscribers that's what i'm thinking i, I want to give that some time because i mean if um if not that many people care about it, then like uh, whatever money they donate wouldn't go to any kind of good use anyway. And that's so the thing. I, I, would, I don't. I would rather not even do it until it would. Until it was needed. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Till it was apparent that it that it was popular. That's then that was my whole thing too. Is like I was I was do I was thinking of doing it because because that's just the norm. And it gives you a chance to like interact with people because you, they you get a list of like who donated and you you know they make a list and like thank you to shout out yeah, to well, Patreon. you know what when it, when it gets to that point, dude, we're gonna have to go down the pencils plus and make a couple like t-shirts or some swag or posters or something. Dude, you know what we could do? What? Um, even though I would be scared of a little bit of copyright infringement, oh no, we could make dick towel. <laughs> Maybe minus, maybe minus the, the Asian version and the black version, just the normal version. Because I don't know if I'm ballsy enough to pull off the play in Philadelphia, uh, Risqueda's. Dude, dick towel. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were talking merch for 14 <laughs> subscribers, and you want to drop dick towel on them? Dude, <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I'm a million percent sure the funny and photo people like already really made dick towel and are making money off of it in real life. Yeah, I was gonna but say it's probably it, something you can't. It remember. was pretty it was pretty brilliant. <laughs> you know. Like the way they portrayed it in the show it was like dumb, but it's like, no man, actually in real life you'd probably be millionaires with something like that. Yeah, it was perfect, dude. It was perfect. 
Oh, Dick Tail would be great. Right, right when you think, like, oh, man, that is a pretty good idea, and that's when he goes racist with it. It's like, oh, come on. Man, you had it, Mac, <laughs> and you took it too far. <laughs> oh, my God. So, dude, you asked me, and then I'll let you go because I know you're freezing or whatever. But uh, what what is um, what is overrated for you? What do you think is overrated? Shoot a couple. Shoot a couple, man. There's no rules on the cast. One one thing I definitely think is overrated is Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and I feel like Sega was a definite underdog. For sure. And they uh, they put out a more creative game for sure, not more polished and like ergonomic, I guess. Yeah. You know the way I would compare it, and it probably makes no sense to you or any other person, but I would say it's like... Um, no, I know exactly what you're the saying. Di- <laughs> the difference between back in the days, like a Nissan and a Honda. Like a Nissan ran good, they're cheap car, they're reliable, um, but they were um, not necessarily as er- ergonomical, real work trucky, you know, real, um, real plain Jane, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But a Honda was always like smooth and like the seats just fit right and it's like the steering wheel is like right where you think it should be, you know what I mean? Like everything was just like right where you would want it to be. Like it was well thought out. And I feel like that's the difference. You know, and the Nintendo was like polished and it like everything was smoother and cleaner and but it was like more creative, had more heart, and the games. It were, did. The games were had, just cooler. Copy games, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mentioned Golden Axe earlier, and they had three of them. Yeah, Golden Axe one, two, yeah, and three. Well, and, and they were fucking the amazing. That, the thing that was also underrated is they had a ton of proprietary games because Sega was originally an arcade company. Yeah. And they had a ton of arcade games that were obviously Sega only, and they would never sell them to Nintendo. And then they re-released those on um, on the Sega system, and they did that again on the Genesis level. And then that's when like the uh, the stranglehold stopped because there started being way more arcade companies, and Sega didn't have like that hold over Nintendo anymore. And that's when everything became the same. Everybody made the same games, and they, it got a little bit weird. You know what I mean? But back yeah. in the original. Sega Master System versus Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh my God. Like they didn't have very many same games. No, like everything was proprietary. Yeah, because I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Street Fighter was on. Uh, it was a crossover. Oh, it was it? Both. Yeah, because Capcom oh, made okay. that game, oh. and they they sold it to both of them. Ah, was Mortal Kombat? Because I know I played Mortal Kombat on Sega. Yeah, well, more common, you're going up to Genesis, and actually I want to point out real quick, there's two huge differences, though, because I had Street Fighter, or, yeah, wait, no, not Street Fighter, what did you... Mortal Kombat. No, before Mortal Kombat, the... Did you say Street Fighter? Yeah, I said Street Fighter. Uh, you know what, I thought you were saying some different game, but Jesus. yeah, they, had, they, they both had those, because you're into Sega Genesis, and yeah, that yeah. was when they started going 
going together a little bit more. But there was a big difference. Um, Nintendo, there was no blood on Mortal Kombat. Genesis, blood. Oh, wow. That's some, uh, that's some inside shit, Berto. Yeah. That's some uh, interesting uh, what have yous. Sega also always made a way better Madden. Yes, I agree. Madden on too. Super Nintendo played way different. Mm-hmm. And I think the graphics just looked worse. You know what, though? And vice versa, uh, Tecmo Bowl, Sega never made a good one. Oh, and right. they, were, they were much better on Nintendo and then Super Nintendo in the future. Do you remember that game? I never played it um, on a console, but it was always in the arcades back in the day. I was young. Final Fight? Final Fight. Final is Fight. That, is that the one where you're like a ninja walking down like a, like a path? And yeah. You, well, you, you had a choice. Stop. You had a, yeah. Yeah, you had a choice between three people, and it was a two-player oh, game. Oh, no, no, yeah. That, Oh, yeah, I was missing it. This one with two controllers, right? Yeah. Like two joysticks, there's no buttons. Like one, one moved your person and one did your kicks and your punches and stuff. Yeah, like exactly. The of moving and then attacking in certain directions did like more difficult moves. Exactly. And it was... Yeah, uh, it was actually pretty good at that game. It had three players. Two of them, like one of them was like a, like a, a red ninja, like he, just a guy with a gi. One of them was a white guy with a gi and a headband and another one was like this big dude named Hagrid he had like suspenders and one hanging off and he was just this monster of a man fucking amazing game dude now that we're talking games I, I miss that shit you know that game cause it it um it had the the quality of like a there wasn't a lot of tricks to it. Like deep down, it was like a big time strategy game. Right. And once two people knew how to play the game, well, it was hard to hit each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you could end up beating each other up too. Yeah, and then I, it was uh, innovative in the, the way it didn't use buttons. I felt like that made the different attacks that you could do seem like infinite at the time. Because normally you got like a kick and a punch and maybe a jump and a kick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I remember like if you came up close to a dude, you could grab him. And like if you were one of the ninjas, kind of like Street Fighter, you grab him and throw him. Yeah. Or if you were the mm-hmm. guy, you'd pick him up and kind of suplex him. Boom. You know what is a super fucking obscure underrated game that I couldn't even probably do justice to explain right now but there was this game called Fighter Maker on PlayStation 1 oh I've never heard of it and so do you remember the game Tekken oh yeah where you're just like those guys fighting oh yeah Tekken they're still around right yeah so it's basically like that game but where you create your own you you can, you don't have to, but I mean, it's called Fighter Maker, so that's kind of the point. Um, you create your own character. Like, there's nice. all kinds of faces and shit you use, but that's not where it stops. You create the moves they do, literally. You can what? make your own attacks. You make your own finishing moves, because they have, like, a kind of finishing move that you, yeah. you could, like, power knock them out with. Yeah. And you, they even had a celebration that you made at the end, and you did all this by basically making animations. Like, you had a little character, he bent at the knees, and, like, he bent the way a person should bend, and he wouldn't bend the way... Actually, no, he would bend in any kind of way. So you, wow. 
you just basically you would you know you grabbed like his hand and moved his elbow you know yeah. what and so you would do that to create animations and i used to make all these crazy ones and i made this one like with a victory celebration where my guy just fucking basically like like did the splits and then like broke his legs <laughs> and his arms and shit all crazy <laughs> and like i made some of my attacks like these just insane stupid like flip kicks that just look impossible to do and shit, you know, like matrix type shit yeah and uh it was just like so creative um but it took like it took a lot of creativity and like and once you made your fighter though there wasn't like seasons or a storyline or anything you just like fought your friends like to be honest nowadays this game would probably be insanely successful with online gaming I wonder if they have anything out there like that on online. I don't. Because if they don't, dude, that's got to be in the works. Because that would be awesome. It was basically like they halfway made a video game and then just gave it to people with still the software installed that the people used to make the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking awesome. What is it called? Fighter Fight Maker. Me? Fighter Maker. Well, that's yeah, probably where they. One. That's probably where they spent their budget right there. The name. <laughs> <laughs> Fighter Maker. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's it's straight to the point. That's for sure. <laughs> God, what are you gonna call it? I don't know. Come up with something. Fighter Maker. All right. Well, that's the uh, obvious yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it, it was pretty crazy, and it all existed in like a 3D plane and everything, and it was crazy. So if you made that game today and you were fighting each other, you would have to make it where, just like any game, how it was, you know, it wasn't a, a like a Street Fighter scenario. It was a, you guys like got into an arena and fist fight. You know what? Now that I think about it, though, it was it was two D. It was like Street Fighter style. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking if it was that old, it was had to be. But if you did it today, it would still be cool. And the way it would be awesome is you could have these people doing these moves, but it would be in a you know three D world almost or whatever you call it. Well, I, I think it still might actually be better just like in two D because I feel like it would leave um, more straightforward like. Um, give and take to like the attacks and defenses and stuff you know what I mean like in a 3D world I feel like it would get too confusing to execute combinations and stuff and cause I don't want them to just be combinations where you're like square X triangle and that does it like I want it to be like a semi real combination where you really need to like you know hit them in the right kind of spots for it to work you know interesting interesting Bertrand yeah. yeah so I got a little off uh, maker, but it's a super underrated game. Nobody in the world knows about it except for me and um, Keith Rogers. Really? Yeah, well, he used to come play it. I got a PlayStation 1 like uh, a year or two after it came out. Dude, yeah, I want, it makes me want to get a PlayStation 1 right now. Yeah, no, it's probably, it's probably a little bit hard to find some of the games because they were out on CDs and my CDs just don't last. Yeah. 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 I remember PlayStation One. Yeah. 
It was before like the DVD era and shit. Actually, no, no, they are DVDs because it's purple. It was like all crazy. You know what? Know, you might be able to. I bet you a uh, hundred dollars could get you a PlayStation One. But finding the game Fighter Maker, you're gonna get into like some dark alleys of gaming on the interwebs. Dude, I'm, yeah. man, I'm not the man to do that. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> well, no, I, was like, I don't even know where you would find it. Like, even when I had it, I think it was a weird game that I got for like $12. You know? Really? You know where you might find that shit? Swap meets. You might, because uh, I found Skate 2 there, which was one of my um, favorite games on PS3. Interesting. And I never had it, so it couldn't really be my favorite game, but I had the demo of it, and I played the demo, me and Walker Meacham used to play the demo while we were high for like hours. And the demo, all that you do was like free skate in this like neighborhood and go into a skate park for like five minutes. And we would just do that over and over. <laughs> I used to do that with uh, Tony Hawk's skating. <laughs> I had the Tony Hawk demo where I could have, I could do two, uh, two little arenas. I, I think they were actually super similar games, too. They were so fun, dude. And yeah. you could really get intricate because the playground or the, the skate park you'd be at would be, you know, there'd be, you'd be going, uh, I don't know, half piping and then shoot up in the air, like 50 feet in the air and grab onto a rail and slide around that shit and go down some stairs. Yeah, on Skate 2, I like it. It was a little more like a organic thing, the way you did accomplish tricks by like moving the joey pad and like joystick in the right direction mm -hmm. as to where I got skate three and it had become a little more street fighter-y at that point like the tricks have gotten so much more like crazy and high jumping and outlandish mm -hmm. that like it was got to more of a like you just do something and hit XX square real quick, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Kind of like the old one was like literally like rotating your guy around with the direction pad and shit to do a flip, not hitting X to do a flip, you know? I'm picturing that shit right now. It's awesome. So final thought, Berto. What's your, what's your, give me a, give me a little rant to end this out if, if anybody's listening and I doubt it because we're at like an hour and a half of some, some no, ramble, I'm gonna, dude. I want to say that my rant is I demand that you take some time to edit this and put it down <laughs> into two episodes. What? Um, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, man, this is my rant right now. That this has gone on very long. And for the people that may choose to listen, the one or two people that might, like, have a heart. Nobody is going to listen to us for fucking, like, an hour and a half. Dude, nobody are, has to. That's the beauty. Again. That's the beauty of this fucking democracy that is called the podcast world is nobody has to. And the yeah. beauty of a podcast is they're usually putting it on when they're driving and they're usually not driving for an hour and a half. So, I don't know I don't know that I want to edit anything except I might figure out a way figure out a way to record the the I'm not, that speech. I'm not saying I'm not saying cut anything out. I'm saying put it into two different things cuz hear me out. Here's the <laughs> over overall so hear me out here. Um, what if, say, somebody does listen, they just don't have that much time, you know? Maybe they only listen to podcasts for like 30 minutes at a time on a drive from work or whatever. And then say that they miss out on one of the greatest 
Izzy fucking meditation fucking speeches and you just you hit all the right messages and you were gonna change this fucking guy's life he was gonna listen to it but you didn't cut it down into a couple episodes so that he could actually get to the part where you deliver the awesome speech look you know what man <laughs> this is the first podcast that had a little bit of uh, an intro and, and, and everything before I called you I started it off instead of just giving you a call you know what I'm saying so I think I'm gonna yeah. I think I'm gonna let it ride bro oh, well, well you know what you cause you know what this is my defense this is my defense when I'm listening to podcasts I don't have the time to hear them all all the way through at that time but what I what podcasts do especially cause I just run it through bluetooth on my on my car as soon as I turn the car off pauses get back in I start it up again because I heard enough on the drive where I might check back in, dude. Hear it out. Hear me out. You know what I mean? All right. I guess you're, you're going with the, uh, you know, let your dog go. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with the, uh, I'm trying to approach this podcast in a, uh, what is the word? Like yeah, let it go. Free flow, free flow, man. Well, I I, I was thinking the word you were gonna say is like um, communist dictator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, but you had you had you had a different you had, you had something different. You know, yeah. But yeah, you're probably right, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> you think I really well, should? You think I really should cut it in half? Um. Because you know, an know. hour, we're at an hour, really we're at an hour really 42, we're at an hour 42, and that's, that's pretty standard. Hour 42, holy crap, that's not standard. Dude, every podcast I listen to, if you listen to Rogan, bro, expect three hours. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying, I listened to my first Joe Rogan thing today, and it was two hours and 14 minutes or something. Yeah, that was a mid-level one, dude, they go three and four and hours. Well, I was thinking, like, if I hadn't been doing what I was doing today, which requires me to stand in the same spot for fucking 13 hours in a row, I, I wouldn't have probably been able to oh, do I just got that. You were flagging. I, when you said flagging, I just wasn't thinking about it too hard, so I thought, like, you were putting up flags. But, yeah, you were flagging. You were just standing there guiding. Yeah, making sure people didn't head on collision with each other in a residential neighborhood. That's awesome, dude. No, it's actually not. It's horrible. Dude, so I could do a whole two-hour podcast on how much I hate it. Dude, why don't you just get a little small uh, pocket recorder? They they make them now where you USB that shit right up to to uh, to uh, Audacity or whatever program you choose, and and you just record yourself. Go on your little rants. Talk about what what's underrated and overrated. Talk about you how you what, hate flagging. You know, you know what's underrated? What's that? Is construction companies hurrying up and getting the fuck out of the road so that I can fucking take down this fucking equipment and get the fuck out of standing in the road like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, dude, I really... Anyway, I you, you, you brilliantly sidetracked me there because I was on to... Oh, no, what I was going to say is... um. 
if you do re-listen to it, I don't know if you have the time to. Maybe you can listen to it on Fast Forward. I'm sure that's an option. No, listen to, I'll listen to it tomorrow. Um, but if there is some point that you could notice that we completely talk about one thing on one side and one thing on the other, then maybe you can split it in half. But I don't really know where it went. I know that you definitely got a lot of flat earth jabs in there. Dude! And you, you know, you were steady with them. I know so it goes to that. flat earth theme in both I, I don't see I don't see that I, I, I think it's a bigger than that I think it's there's a bigger story the flat earth is just something that you know it's catching on man it's catching <laughs> on it's catching on because people because like I said they fucked up dude they fucked up according to you it's actually not catching on it's just not in my world not in my it's world. just like like LL Cool J said don't call it a comeback yeah don't it's call it a comeback years. especially not in Izzy's neck of the woods cause it's it's laughable over here alright so my final rant you got you you got like uh, let me see I guess you got like 40 seconds to get to get, get out to get my rant out yeah oh dude this one this is going way out, and you're going to be like, why did you even think of this right now? But I'm just going to go with it. Um, my final rant is that one of the biggest tragedies, this is the most overrated thing I can think of, and if not overrated, it's the most horrendous thing that's happened in a long time, and that is fucking Chris Cornell getting suicided and us losing a star of... Uh, 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 a soul like Chris Cornell and and the shady shit that goes on with that really really hurt me because Chris Cornell and Audio Slave and and even his stuff he did after that and and even a little Soundgarden but they they played a huge part in like musically it was they were they were basically them and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana were my playlist during if I had a playlist during my spiritual search, boom, that was it. And none more than Audio Slave. None more. Like if you hear you you hear Audio Slave, listen to Show Me How to Live, Coach Sheese, uh, um, oh God, what is that one song? Uh, In your house, along to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, the one that makes everybody think that they can sing along to it until you actually would turn the radio down and hear yourself. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> nobody can, that's the thing, dude. Nobody can sing like Chris Cornell. It's amazing. Exactly. And his lyrics, dude. Like, you can tell. And what's funny is people don't really realize this because they just follow, oh, he was in, in uh, Rage and he was in, <coughs> he was in uh, Audio Slave. But... And this is going to be more than 40 seconds, sorry, but I got to get this out. Chris Cornell was on a very deep search during that time. You can see it from, from Soundgarden with Black Hole Sun, which that's a whole other story. We talk about that next time. Um, to him taking over uh, Rage Against the Machine, who was already you know calling out the system. And then he switched it up and he made it more like spiritual and gritty and and then he he leaves there and he does solo shit but what people don't realize is he put out an album maybe two i can't remember but i know there's a grip of songs of him doing solo shit and that is very different than anything he did before that shit sounds like borderline 
everything good that you would hear out of like um, religious music. But it's not religious. Oh. It's like finding the soul music, but it's really mellow, really slow. Still, still has that Cornell feel, but it's like it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing. And what's funny is, it sounded like in that last album that he found it right, that he found what he wanted, and then boom, motherfucker's depressed and hang, hung hung himself. Come on, come on. And you know what's worse is that Chester Bennington, who was a huge friend of his, he gets suicided or hangs himself on Chris Cornell's birthday, his best friend's birthday, okay? And then, even deeper, rumors come out, two rumors. One, and not even rumors, like you can look it up, how Chris Cornell's wife at first was questioning it, like, (coughs) and even saying that she was on the phone with him, like, a little before and that there was an abrupt like hang up and and he, she couldn't get a hold of him and that's when she called um she called the bodyguard who came in and, and found him dead and then and then she hush up, she hushes up but there's rumors that spread that Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington were actually starting a foundation to combat and expose pedophilia in the music and Hollywood industry is that some shit so that's my rant is fuck you whoever suicided my boy Chris Cornell because you literally took a perfect spirit man pisses me off uh, you know that's uh on on that kind of um note about the crazy underbelly and I do not give you permission to talk about it right now, but you should talk about it on another one because I know you like to get off and it's a pretty crazy conspiracy that I had never heard of before. But um, I'm just saying it now so you can remember for the next one to talk about it. Yeah. Is um, You should get into your weird Tupac um, gay sex ring. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't know if I told thing. you about that shit, dude. Yeah, you got into it briefly, but I was in a hurry. And then uh, it was a lot to take in. It was like you were trying to, you know, do the, the flat earth to me all over again. Yeah, I was just trying to spit it out. A lot of information right now. I know. And, and I had a lot of questions, and I couldn't think of them all, and I couldn't get them out. And, like, we never really That's That's it. all connected, dude, like with Chris Cornell. I, yeah, won't, I won't go into it, but that's all it. connected. You can't talk about it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we got yeah, to kill <laughs> We got to kill it, bro. All right, man. Well, go Raiders. Go Flat Earth. Go Chris, uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, JJ Redick. Um, who else? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Flat Earther right there. Shaquille O'Neal, also a Flat Earther. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just need two of the douchier people. Tila Tequila. Uh, yeah, dude, there's a lot of douchey people, allegedly. <laughs> all right, well, uh, you caught me way off guard, so I don't have very many things to, like, um, shout out right now. So, like, I guess mostly go Raiders. Um, <laughs> and, you know, R.I.P. Al Davis. All right. Yeah, rest in peace, Al Davis. All right, brother, get back to the family. And you, if you guys... Um, if you guys hung out for this conversation, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? But it is appreciated, and it was definitely fun. 
We'll be back for another episode of Izzy the Cast very soon. Love you guys. Later.